Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Miriam Knight, the publisher of New Consciousness Review, a digital multimedia magazine and website where we review the top books and films having an impact on the global awakening. On this show, we explore the many faces of consciousness and action and the many ways that the messages get out into the world. Today, our guest is Richard Cohn, the publisher and president of Beyond Words Publishing, which he co-founded in 1983. The company was initially known for its high-end coffee table books with sumptuous photography. It has established a reputation for producing inspiring high-quality books that can help make a difference in the lives of millions of readers, including projects like The Secret and Hidden Messages in Water. Richard's interest in visual media has helped Beyond Words expand as an information and media company, providing DVD, audio, on-live live streaming, and product distribution. So, I'm delighted to be able to investigate this new world of video streaming with you. Richard, welcome. Thank you, Miriam. Very nice <laughs> I'm so pleased that you could join us today. Thank you. It's very nice to be with you. You know, as a book publisher, I would like to know what piqued your interest in DVDs as a product concentration. It was in the, um, just after the 2003, um, in 2004, in the early part of that year, we heard about a film called What the Bleep Do We Know? And we went to watch that film in the theater. I was uh, amazed. In fact, I, I let out a little yell when I saw that Dr. Emoto's photos were shown in that movie, and he had not told us about that. So I thought to myself, with a film out about this this subject and including those photos, uh, that would definitely spur the sales of our book, Hidden Messages in Water, which was released the same week that the movie came out. So um, in, in, a, in a world of no mistakes, uh, that serendipity really helped us, and it occurred to us that uh, we should sell the movie or help distribute the movie as well. So we we contacted uh, the filmmakers and spoke with Betsy Chassie, who was one of the producers, and asked if we could purchase copies of the DVD wholesale that we could then sell to our stores wholesale, and she agreed. And um, So that launched us doing it. Um, shortly thereafter, when Dr. Emoto was on coming to the States and was on tour, we filmed him and produced on our own two DVDs, one about hidden messages in water and one called True Power of Water. Um, so that that's how we got into the film distribution and production side of things. And uh, that now we have over, I think, between 150 and 200 films that we now distribute. Wow. And, of course, you didn't mention, very modestly, the real blockbuster uh, combo of the film and the book of the secret. <laughs> yes. That, that uh, uh, was in 2006. Uh, in March of that year, uh, we were given a copy of the DVD, uh, The Secret and watched it and thought to ourselves, this needs to be a book if it's not being done as a book already. Uh, and we contacted Rhonda Byrne, who happened to be in uh, Santa Monica at that moment instead of Australia, and she said uh, to us on the phone, uh, I've been waiting for your call. And I, I said to her, uh, how are you waiting for our call you don't know us and she said i do know you i've been approached by several new york houses and i knew they weren't right and uh, i know you are right so if you will fly down tomorrow let's talk and we got on a plane flew down met with rhonda uh, and shook hands uh, 30 days later she delivered the manuscript for the secret book and her production company 
allowed Beyond Words to be the exclusive distributor uh, to bricks and mortar stores in North America for the film. Um, we we sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of copies of the DVD, and of course the the book now I think is in 47 languages around the world uh, has sold over 24 million copies uh, and has become a, an international bestseller. You know, I was reflecting on these two titles, The Secret and What the Bleep Do We Know, because I think as movies, they provided sort of a watershed um, of consciousness. It was almost like they were the thin end of the wedge that just opened up so many people's minds to possibilities that, you know, the printed book was not able to do. It, it was just didn't reach the masses the way these films did. Um, what is what is your impression of that time and of the effect of these films? It's an interesting question, Miriam. I, um, I'll speak to the secret when when we watched that film the impact was was so powerful on us uh, we we realized that this this was almost like um, Hollywood production value uh, the quality of the of the filmmaking the the editing uh, the content every aspect of it was was done to the best they possibly could and it really, um, it came at a time, and this is the part that is is really hard to define. The it felt as though the world, uh, humanity was ready uh, on some level for this information, and almost like a shift in consciousness was occurring, um, so that it became. Uh, a word-of-mouth bestseller immediately. Uh, it, it wasn't that the producers did advertising or that our partner, uh, Atria Books, Simon Schuster, uh, really did no advertising at all. It, it was from one person to another. And people started doing uh, showings of the film to their friends. They they bought multiple copies to give as gifts. Uh, major corporations uh, contact us and contacted us and bought a hundred. I think one, one co company which had timeshare. Uh, they sold timeshares all over the world. They bought over a hundred thousand copies just to give out to each of their salespeople to allow them to see that. Uh, that with the law of attraction in action, they could produce more sales. So it, it's something that just it resonated with people um, in a way that you, you know you, you, it's hard to define. Going in, we we hoped uh, that we might sell a hundred thousand copies of the book, and of course in America we wound up selling over eight million copies. So it's. One of those things that, as a publisher, you you hope and pray for a bestseller, and um, and then the universe aligns in some t at some point with you, and and it becomes something greater than it would have been on its own. Well, I realized that there was a something afoot when <laughs> I went on a business trip, and there in the airport by the kiosk, by the cash register, there was a display of the secret. That was unprecedented for a what you would call a new age book. Absolutely. Uh, I, it, it's funny, uh, as, as publishers, oftentimes uh, I would be just like you. I'd be traveling or I'd walk into a bookstore and I would see uh, copies of the book right in the window uh, on display, and if if I didn't see it 
face out, uh, uh, I would quietly turn one face out so that the public could see it. And a bookstore owner told me once, he said, we never have to rearrange our shelves because publishers and authors come through and rearrange their books for us. <laughs> Very funny. Okay, well, we, we're actually uh, going to be talking about a new platform that you are launching. Now, Beyond Words has been known for being particularly innovative with marketing. So tell us about this new video screening platform you're launching. Are you going back to your roots? Well, we're one of the things that we, when we started in publishing, um, we didn't know what we shouldn't do. So we just did the, the best that we could and really expressed from our soul, from our spirit, uh, to produce, as you mentioned, very high-quality coffee table books to start, where we didn't skimp on the type of paper that was used, or we used often recycled paper with soy ink and had special papers created and uh, design elements that had never been done before. So as we noticed that people were, were really wanting the films of the genre that we were bringing out, we thought, why not allow people, allow individuals, um, uh, churches like Unity Churches, Centers for Spiritual Living, um, mainstream uh, churches, and yoga centers, really any venue who who might want to use a film both for information that could be shared that would be breakthrough, cutting edge, interesting, and and at the same time use film as a medium for raising money for their organization. So we came up with this concept to provide to all these organizations the library of films that, that we had and um, with, with just somewhere between 150 and 200 films now in our library it would allow an organization to do this uh, and, and do it very inexpensively um, also be able to provide uh, if the viewing audience at the event wanted to purchase DVDs or books uh, we would provide those wholesale for them as well. And conceptually, it, it seemed like something that would work, and we have just seen this take off. Um, it's just ama amazing to me. We're getting uh, maybe five requests a day now for, for screenings since we launched this. So is the uh, screening done by a streaming platform, or do you just give them a high-quality DVD, or what? It, it can be done um, several ways. The, uh, if it's a theater, um, they like to use something which is called a, a DCP, uh, David Charles Peter, the initials DCP, and this is a, about a... 10 or 15 pound uh, uh, metal box that uh, contains the high resolution film and theaters can then upload that to their uh, server and, and use that then to show the film. For smaller venues, they can actually use the DVD itself. Um, we can make it available in a, a Blu-ray or a, a NTSC version and they can use that uh, to show it. The, the other thing that you mentioned is streaming and, and this is the, the other new piece that we're doing is um, the, the public wants to receive information in the way that they want to receive it. So if an individual prefers to uh, not buy a physical DVD and to actually watch it uh, on their computer or on their television at home, um, they can actually now stream it live for a one-time viewing right from our site. And the, the film is, the retail price is discounted 
um, less than what it would be if they bought a, a DVD. So that that is uh, another innovation that we're doing. It's sort of like Netflix. Sort of like Netflix. Uh, I would love to be included in, in the same conversation with them, but we're much smaller. <laughs> Spiritual Netflix. Spiritual um, Netflix, exactly. Now, you do have another innovation, particularly with the launch of this platform. I was noticing on your website that you have the filmmaker kind of on tap on May 16th. Tell us about that. Yes. So th this is um, a brand-new film um, for your audience's uh, knowledge. This is a film that is called The Power of the Heart. And it was produced by three filmmakers in um, in Holland. They actually are first-time filmmakers. They uh, five years ago they were lawyers, and they realized that they were not um, being a lawyer was not fulfilling uh, to them in their lives. They, they certainly were financially successful doing. Uh, the practice of law, however, it was not feeding their soul. So they decided to to do this movie, and one of the one of the producers actually had an epiphany, which led him to want to do something about the heart and the power of the heart. So, over the course of five years, they uh, did interviews all over the world, and. Um, at the end of five years, they brought in the director of The Secret, Drew Harriet, to uh, take the footage that they had and edit it and add storyline to it and, and really create a, a beautiful movie. It's, it's again, the quality of The, of the Secret or What the Bleep. Um, and, and so that this was launched, just uh, came out in DVD, uh, just a few months ago, maybe three months ago, roughly. And when we launched the the new platform where screenings could be held as fundraisers around the country, we asked the filmmaker if he would be willing to do a live Q&A via Skype uh, from America. So we're flying him over uh, in in early May, and he's going to be here at our offices in Hillsboro, Oregon, where he'll be doing uh, three separate uh, times during the day, so at, at 4 p.m., uh, 5.30 p.m., and 7 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, so that it can tie in with uh, time zones around the country when people want to show the film, and then they can um, Skype in and ask their questions, and he'll be on for an hour each time. Very cool. And is this uh, kind of a model that you're thinking that you could make available for other um, filmmakers uh, in your stable? A absolutely. Um, this will be the, the, the launch. This is the first time that we're doing it. Uh, and our plan is to make this available throughout the year. Um, a number of, of organizations have contacted us and said that not only do they want to use the power of the heart uh, as a film to launch their fundraising, they want to then each month have um, a film, a new film that they can show. So this is something where we will then bring uh, other filmmakers in and in some cases, uh, events will be held in areas where the uh, filmmaker lives or close enough so that he can actually, he or she can actually go physically uh, to the event and do a live Q&A following the screening. That's very cool. Now, this is kind of analogous to something that you've been doing for a few years now um, with authors on Google Hangouts. It, it is very similar. Um, we have something on our site which we call Beyond Words Presents. And every week um, we do 
a, a live one-hour interview with uh, various authors and filmmakers so that they can uh, answer questions, uh, provide a more in-depth interview about their subject matter, and make this available to the public. And it's then hosted up on YouTube so that people can watch it uh, in the future. Well, it's a brave new world out there, and we're going to explore it further when we come back from this short break. I'm speaking with Richard Cohn, uh, the publisher of Beyond Words. Miriam Knight is the founder and publisher of New Consciousness Review, a digital magazine and website at ncreview.com. For 15 years, Miriam's Beat has been covering the thinkers, books, and films inspiring conscious evolution towards greater health, happiness, empowerment, compassion, and connection. Browse the thousands of enlightening books, interviews, and videos on ncreview.com. You can connect with Miriam on Facebook or through the website. That's ncreview.com. Has the universe been trying to get your attention? What will it take for you to start to listen? I'm Miriam Knight, and I've interviewed 37 individuals from all walks of life for our book, What Wags the World, Tales of Conscious Awakening. In it, they describe the cosmic two-by-fours that changed their lives, and their answers may make you rethink your own ideas about the nature of reality. Available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, or ask for it at your local bookstore. What Wags the World? Tales of Conscious Awakening. Richard Cohn, the publisher of Beyond Words, speaking about their new um, platform for screening and streaming videos. So, Richard, you, you spoke of the first one that you're launching with, uh, which is The Power of the Heart. What, what are some of the others that you think would be particularly suited to this kind of uh, group event, uh, group screening? Uh, that's a, a very good question also, Miriam. The, um, we have, um, as I, I mentioned earlier, over 150 different films. Um, one that, that really comes to mind uh, right now that I think is going to be very popular for uh, both for streaming and for screenings um, is a film which is called uh, Conversations Beyond Proof of Heaven. And this is a film that was done by a filmmaker in Atlanta um, who brought in Dr. Raymond Moody, uh, who's really considered one of the experts on afterlife and near-death experience, to interview Dr. Uh, Evan Alexander, uh, who wrote a book called Proof of Heaven and has done a book uh, called Map of Heaven. Um, this is the first time that uh, Dr. Alexander has been filmed, and it provides a, a really fascinating uh, interview for the viewer, um, who most viewers uh, really want to know, you know, when we pass from this earthly plane, when we make our transition, uh, what is it like on the other side? And Dr. Alexander is able to provide uh, insights from someone who uh, basically was was or pronounced brain dead 
and so he had no no brain function uh, and experienced something on the other side. Uh, he then, in this film, talks about it. Um, so that's one that is of interest to a lot of people. Another one that uh, is very, very popular is a film uh, called Finding Joe. This was done by uh, first-time filmmaker uh, Pat Solomon and his wife, uh, who's also named Pat. Um, and Finding Joe is a film in which he uses his 10-year-old son uh, as the, uh, the hero of the film, uh, and it follows the, the Joseph Campbell's um, uh, speaking about the hero's journey and the heroine's journey where uh, a person starts out and, uh, and encounters challenges. Uh, in this case, uh, the filmmaker dresses his son as a, a knight, uh, you know, like a knight of old. And Joseph Campbell says that you will uh, encounter dragons at the door. And so the filmmaker dresses up someone like a dragon and, and the little boy uh, slays the dragon uh, so that the, the challenges that, that we meet are really um, fears of our own or, as one person said, false evidence appearing real. And so when you, when you slay the dragon, when you overcome those challenges, allies show up and uh, you then uh, have people that, that mentor you or support you and help you on your journey in life. And then eventually you succeed and come back full circle to the beginning and start on another journey. So that is another one that, that I would highly recommend. Um, Tell me, Richard, yeah. um, obviously book clubs have been around for yonks. Um, you think of a book as being a more sort of personal, almost solitary uh, experience, but people do get together and discuss them, whereas videos um, you think of as a group experience that you, you go to the movies with friends and, and you have friends over to watch a video. Um, do you think that the, uh, the sort of form of discussion that you would have about a video is any different from that which you would have about a book? I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because this, as we looked at uh, historically at the book clubs, and there been um, there was one spirit book club which is, is still going, which mails out wonderful offerings of, of books, and small book clubs would form where people would sit down and and discuss a certain book that they were all reading. What we're providing now is is very much like a film club, so that um, groups can get together, watch the movie, and afterwards uh, discuss or have a conversation about it. Um, one of the things that we're providing for some of the films is a discussion guide, and this is a booklet that provides a series of questions that a moderator can ask following the watching of a film to begin a discussion. Um, with the power of the heart, one church has contacted us, and they're actually doing a year-long um, study uh, for their members to have a class about the film and about the subjects that are raised in the film. So you you uh, you were reading my mind because that that's exactly what our our goal our intention was with this, um, and I know when people watch the power of the heart, for example, right after they watched it, there's a, a moment of, of silence because the film is so impactful and it opens the heart. Uh, it's it's almost like you can't speak, you can't discuss anything, and then, uh, then after you've uh, meditated for a moment or thought about it for a moment, uh, a wealth of questions rise up. I suppose when you when you think about it, um, there's 
a, a something in a film that pulls you out of yourself and causes you to engage with the outer world in a way that a book doesn't because a book is much more kind of playing against your own memories and your own experience whereas here you're seeing this range of experiences right in front and and the other really good thing about watching a film in community is that it's a shorter time frame so you can all experience the whole thing together and then be able to delve into the experiences and compare so it really I can see where it would be a very different dynamic than a book club and um, in some ways um, a more colorful one, I would say. You're correct. And one of the things that um, we forget about is that when a filmmaker makes a movie, they take hours and hours and hours of footage, hundreds of hours of footage, and condense it down into uh, a one-hour, one-hour and 20-minute film uh, where as a, a book can contain a lot more material because you have the opportunity, depending on the number of the page length, to put in a lot more material than you can in a film. Yes, and many authors would really benefit from a very good editor, but I'm sure you know all about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we have to take another break, but then we'll be right back with our guest, Richard Cohen. trying to get your attention? What will it take for you to start to listen? I'm Miriam Knight and I interviewed 37 individuals from all walks of life for our book, What Wags the World? Tales of Conscious Awakening. In it they describe the cosmic two-by-fours that changed their lives and their answers may make you rethink your own ideas about the nature of reality. Available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble or ask for it at your local bookstore. What Wags the World? Tales of Conscious Awakening. Miriam Knight is the founder and publisher of New Consciousness Review, a digital magazine and website at ncreview.com. For 15 years, Miriam's Beat has been covering the thinkers, books, and films inspiring conscious evolution towards greater health, happiness, empowerment, compassion, and connection. Browse the thousands of enlightening books, interviews, and videos on ncreview.com. You can connect with Miriam on Facebook or through the website. That's ncreview.com. If you're like the 8 out of 10 women that say finding genes that fit is a problem, well, your problem is solved. Lee Genes has done extensive research, and they have genes that fit. There's even an online Lee Fit Finder so you can find the right fit for you. Imagine jeans that instantly slim you with a custom fit and no gap waistband. And guys, kids, Lee has jeans for you too. Click through to Lee's Jeans on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and get what fits. You want HealthyLife.net radio programming everywhere? Tune in Radio is your mobile solution. The app is available for iPhone, Blackberry, and Android phones. Search your app store today. Search for TuneIn and take HealthyLife.net radio programming everywhere you go. I'm Miriam Knight speaking with Richard Cohen, the publisher of Beyond Words. 
Richard, before the break, we were talking about the differences between the uh, visual impact, the community impact of, of a video versus um, a book. Can you go a little more deeply into that? What, what are your thoughts? Yes. Um, for example, with, with the film The Power of the Heart, the filmmakers had over a hundred hours of footage and they could not put into the film every person that they had filmed so what they chose to do was to also do a book called the power of the heart and th though the two have the same title they are actually uh, both standalone products they're both unique the power of the heart book contains um, a lot more people than you will see ultimately in the film and the the beauty of the film is that the, the editors and the filmmakers producers are able to take each concept and each idea that they want to uh, provide for the viewer and synthesize it down into really the core essence of, of what that subject is. It's, it's not unlike a, a great chef who's preparing a sauce and adds all kinds of elements to it and over the burner makes a reduction um, so that the, the wine is burned off and the other elements come down to something that when you taste it, it's just amazing. Um, and yet it's made up of all kinds of, of interesting tastes that would have stood alone um, if you had them separately. So the other thing about um, a book and a film, a, a film provides something and, where an individual can watch it repeatedly. And this, this is something that, that I didn't realize is that each time I watch a film, I, I see things that I didn't see before. And I'm not sure how to explain that exactly. I'm sure uh, many of your listeners have had similar experiences where they, they, in a film, they'll hear something or they'll see something that obviously was there from the beginning. But as we change, as we grow, um, as we open our minds, our hearts, our, our soul, we see things and hear things that we didn't otherwise. So uh, when you mentioned that you said that a film pulls you out of yourself, it's, it's, a film is very soul-touching, and particularly a film like The Power of the Heart, which opens one's heart. Um, it's, in, as I've watched this film, I... I actually, as the film starts to roll, the, just in, in the beginning where the credits are starting to roll, uh, tears come to my eyes because I know what's coming <laughs> and I can feel it already. <laughs> well, they do say a picture is worth a thousand words, so God knows how many pictures there are in a video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What are the themes that you kind of see coming down the pike towards us? What are the big themes um, of this time that you, you feel are the next best thing? I mean, you, you sort of anticipated the, the whole power of attraction, which became a cottage industry, and books about it sprang up like mushrooms after a rain. Um, do you see any big themes analogous to that coming along now? As a as a publisher and as a as a film distributor and an occasional film producer ourselves, I I really do my best to to be attuned to what's happening out in the world. I, I don't spend 100% of my time by any means sitting in an office um, or uh, just looking at manuscripts or films that come in to our office. I go out.
out into the field. I go to events, for instance, uh, uh, the Sedona World Wisdom Days uh, occurs in January each year, and they bring in amazing speakers and filmmakers. Uh, I go to film festivals uh, like the Sedona Film Festival, which just occurred this last month, or the Association for Global New Thought Film Festival, which was launched this last October. Um, and these are places where I'm exposed to new ideas, new thoughts, new people that I've never met before. And um, I also trust my intuition. Um, chronologically in this lifetime, I'm now uh, just around 70 years old. Uh, however, attitudinally, I feel like I'm in my early 30s. And I, I really, uh, I listen to the music that young people are listening to today. I expose myself to, uh, to ideas that are uh, coming to the fore, um, and, and really to, to answer part of your question, I think one of the things that I have seen of late, and this is one of the reasons that we are doing the, the, film, the film program that we're doing, is that I think people are wanting to have uh, community groups more uh, interaction together and being able to explore ideas and share together. Um, the, the Internet uh, and the, the, the phones, the, the handheld devices, the, um, the iPads and the, all the different ways that we can access information and, and, and Facebook can communicate, um, to some extent it, it becomes quite impersonal. Tell us about it. Yes, um, I was uh, 
in in terms of profession, when I um, got out of when I graduated from college and uh, was I wound up working in a family furniture business. My dad had been in business eighty. He had a store that had been in business eighty years. My grandfather founded it, and so I tr- I tried it, and I even though I was I was paid well and treated well, um, it was there was nothing about it that really fulfilled who I was as a person, and it it really didn't feed any sense of purpose in my life, and and then very wisely my dad sold the business. And I was unemployed, and um, I, I thought, I only know how to sell furniture. What am I going to do with my life? And then I got a phone call from a National Geographic photographer uh, who had heard a voice, and the voice on the street said, call Richard Cohn and ask how he can help you publish your book. So I, I listened to this fellow, and I, and I thought, well, maybe God spoke to him, and I should pay attention in case that's what my destiny was. Um, the wind-up was that we formed a partnership to do his book and another book that a real publisher brought to the partnership, and that got me started in publishing. Uh, and I created enough debt that I couldn't get out of business. <laughs> I, I had to stay the course and, and pay back family and friends and uh, and everyone involved. And it, it took me a long time. It took me almost 20 years to pay everybody back. And but in the and and along the way, and it, it, it was recognizable to me immediately that publishing was my passion. I mean, I loved doing this. I, I loved providing information that, that could help make a difference in someone's life if they, if they were to choose that. I didn't want to beat them over the head with the information. I just wanted to be a source of information. And um, so that really identified uh, my purpose. And I began to go out and uh, source information um, look for people that could provide really um, interesting, cutting-edge, breakthrough information and things that could help shift one's consciousness. Um, it, it didn't take long, and I, either through the power of intention or the law of attraction, uh, these these kinds of authors, these the filmmakers uh, came to us and we became like a magnet that attracted uh, what we wanted to share with the world. Mm -hmm. So I feel so blessed. Um, I was uh, was chronologically about uh, 38, 39 years old when when this all happened. I've been in publishing 33 years now. Um, So if I if I did my math, I don't think I did my math correctly. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, somewhere along there, I know I'm. There's no such thing as time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's get back to this video uh, thing again. If um, if somebody wanted to host a screening, I mean, who is it appropriate for? You mentioned churches and organizations like that. Is it appropriate for people who might just want to do it for a family? You know, in in a home setting. It is totally uh, appropriate, Miriam. Um, any individual could do a screening. Um, we've set it up so that it's very easy for someone to go to uh, our website, to Beyond Words Publishing, and and there's a screening platform there that they can click on. And in the event that they are a larger organization, it tells them um, what a fee would be for doing a large event. And, um, it, and of course, the fee does include that they get a certain quantity of, of DVDs as part of that. However, um, we really believe that this is designed to be used by individuals, by small organizations. Um, it could be done for home screenings. It could be done, you know, for fundraisers. So mm-hmm. it, it's 
it's really set up to work um, for just about anyone. And I'd like to point out to our listeners that despite the fact that the name of the publishing house is Beyond Words, the website is singular. So it's beyondword.com. And then the screening um, section is forward slash screenings, right? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Having made that, made that mistake, I thought I would point it out. I should also so, uh, yeah. say that when I went to, my, to look at my own website today, it looks like Groupon has decided that we must be worth looking at. So the first thing that comes up looks like it's Beyond Words Publishing, but it's really a Groupon ad. <laughs> so <laughs> we're the second one down. <laughs> Dear old Google. Great. So um, what is your hope for this uh, new platform, Richard, and where are you going from here with new innovations? Um, our hope is that, that we can provide a way for filmmakers to get the information that they've so passionately uh, worked on for, for years and years to, to get this information out to as broad an audience as possible and to also provide a way for filmmakers to earn back um, some of the money that they have spent because in most, most cases, uh, filmmakers have used their own financial resources, uh, their money from their families to go out and and, and pursue their passion and, and create a film. Um, the challenge has always been for filmmakers is uh, once they've done it, how, how do they get it out to the viewing public? So our goal was to really provide a way that this could happen for them, to, that, that organizations could make a, a profit, could raise funds, and that the filmmakers could also uh, make money too. Well, that's great. Well, um, <laughs> that goes for all those too, by the way. Anyway, I would like to thank you so much for being with us today, Richard. We've been speaking with Richard Cohen of Beyond Words. Beyondword.com forward slash screenings is the website to find out more. And that is our show for today. I hope you'll visit our website in the meantime, which is ncreview.com. Thank you for joining us and join us next week when we will have two guests talking about audacity, divine audacity and otherwise. In the meantime, be well, be good to yourself, do good in the world, and let your light shine. I'm Miriam Knight. Goodbye. <laughs>